the Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at 8.930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, September 24th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We're going to get into a lot this afternoon. Thanks for joining me on the program today. We're going to hear from Doc Holliday later on about Cincinnati. It's game week, and we're getting closer to kickoff on Saturday. So we'll get Doc Holliday's thoughts on this week's opponents. Also, we're going to hear from Levi Brown in a few minutes, get his thoughts on Cincinnati as well. We'll also get the thoughts of Nazi Johnson, Devontae Beckett. We've got Xavier Gaines, so we're going to get all of their thoughts. Has had a chance to catch up with all of those young men earlier this afternoon. And, of course, your phone calls are welcome. So what are we going to start with first? I think we need to start with Doc Holliday because uh, interesting factoid that was uh, pointed out to me today, and it's a, it's a big one, actually. If you haven't been keeping score, Doc Holliday has coached Marshall football in 119 games. It's a pretty big deal around here because that ties in with Cam Henderson. Cam Henderson coached the Thundering Herd from 1935 to 49, and so he's tied with Cam Henderson, the all-time great, the guy that the basketball arena is named after because he was both the football coach, the basketball coach. You know the Cam Henderson story. He was legendary for his uh, time here at Marshall. Different era, though. He got to 119 games over a longer span because he just didn't play that many games back when Cam was coaching. So Doc has been with the herd for about a decade now, and he has reached the point where when he takes the field and coaches against Cincinnati on Saturday, Doc is going to be the all-time leader. He's going to be the guy. Now, he's not the all-time wins leader just yet. He's working his way up, but... As far as coaching games, Cam Henderson, Doc Holliday, both on the top of the list. And after Saturday, it'll be just Doc Holliday with the all-time record. So when we were talking to Doc earlier this afternoon at his presser, the question was asked about that establishing that record for football games coached at Marshall. It's a pretty special deal. So he was asked, hey, are you doing anything special? Is this a big deal for you? Here's what he had to say. Uh, not really. I mean, I, I mean, and I guess I've been here a while, but uh, I'm not sure. After that first or second year, I wasn't sure I was going to make it past year two or three. So I guess year ten, that's accomplished something. But yeah, I'm not concerned about that right now. The only thing I'm concerned about is is getting this team ready to go play and, and, and go play, you know, a, a really good Cincinnati team on, on Saturday night here and have a great crowd and find a way to win the game. So other than that, those other things I don't worry too much about. Doc's not concerned about that. That's not a thing for Doc. That's a factoid that we have in the media notes and that we're going to talk about, and he might be asked about this a few more times. Now, after the game, I'm sure he'll have a, a little time to smile and then get ready for game number 121 as Doc's got some numbers to put up. He's got some opportunities here because uh, if you didn't know, if you were trying to do the math, this is a big stat here in itself. Doc Holliday has 65 FBS victories. He has 72 total wins as the head coach. 
of the Thundering Herd. And that's six shy of Bob Pruitt's all-time mark of 70. Now, Bobby has a record of 94 total wins, but Coach Pruitt has 70 of those as FBS victories. Doc has 65 FBS victories. So after this season, we could be looking at Don Holliday with more than 65. He gets this one at 66. And if he wins out, it's going to go past Bobby, allowing for maybe a misstep here or there because he can't go undefeated or near undefeated every year. You know, He might make that uh, mark sooner than later. But that was an interesting – really, I thought that was fascinating that – you know, we haven't been doing the math. Obviously, somebody at Marshall has, and hats off to Jason Corrier for pointing this out. But 65 FBS victories as a head coach. That's six shy of Bob Pruitt. The all-time mark for him is 70. And, of course, and then Doc is trying to uh, get up the ladder. It might be a few more years before he gets to 94. Maybe he gets to 100. Who knows? But there's an opportunity there for Doc to continue to add to his legacy at Marshall University. Now, follow-up question was asked of Doc, and I thought it was a really good question. In this day and age, you're not given the opportunity to coach at one given place for a long period. You have coaches who have opportunities to stick around for a long time, and there are some coaches that get that dream job, and they're staying around as long as they possibly can. They're not giving it up. And they get other coaches who, for whatever reason, either jump from job to job or they're let go, bounce back somewhere else. But Doc has been pretty pretty well put. A couple seasons, a little rough. And Doc even acknowledges that, the fact that um, he didn't maybe think that he'd be around long. But he did comment on the question of being given the opportunity to coach for so long at Marshall. Well, I think it was great. I mean, I look back to Dr. Kopp, who we all you know, knew and loved, loved that guy. And, you know, Hamburg, who gave me the opportunity to become a head coach. So, you know, I owe a lot to those guys to give me this opportunity. And I really, and that, that didn't go, I, I appreciate that. You know, always to this day, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, with Mike and Dr. Kopp and all those guys give me the opportunity to have, you know, to coach this great game at a, at a great place where, where football's important. And that's, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. So, you know, that being said, I'm just, again, happy to be here, proud to be the coach here and uh, try to find a way to win another game. Doc's been pretty consistent over the years talking about that, how he's proud to be the coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. He, he likes it here because football means something. He wants to be somewhere where football means something. So he's been pretty consistent. You know, and I mean, he's downplaying this. I mean, that's a big monument, uh, you know, a stat there. I mean, that, we're, we're building a monument here to Doc Holliday, and he doesn't care. But, you know, we're just putting it out there right now that Doc will have coached in 120 games at Marshall University, and nobody else will have that fact next to their name for maybe a long time to come. He's the guy. He's coached the most games, and now he's working his way up the list. Hopefully um, for him, he can uh, end his season on a a winning note, end his career in a few years, however long he wants to go, on a high note as well, and keep racking up the wins for the Thundering Herd. So uh, we're going to talk more to Doc Holliday later this afternoon, get his thoughts on the game itself, because that's what Doc's more interested in. Things like this, uh, he's pretty humble. He's pretty, pretty calm, pretty quiet about it. He's not. Uh, he's definitely not the one tooting his own horn. 
you know, you're not going to hear him talk about this. You're going to hear other people talk about this, but it's not going to come from Doc Holliday's mouth. So we're going to hear from Doc later on. Also, we're going to hear in a few minutes from Levi Brown, get his thoughts. I love talking to Levi Brown. Didn't get a chance to do that last week during the off week, but uh, we get that started again. Levi's going to break it down for us, tell us about Cincinnati. Uh, he's got some insights. Remember, um, this is not like the Ohio game. You've got players on the squad that remember Cincinnati. This isn't the first time these two teams have met, and it was most recently in 2017. The herd got the better of the Bearcats. Levi remembers that, so he has a unique perspective. Some of the guys have that shared perspective as well, but it's, it's totally different than the Ohio game a few weeks ago where all you knew was, Marshall, Ohio, supposedly rivals, a play for a trophy. This is a little different. Now, the Ohio game, I think, is a bigger deal as far as Herd fans might be concerned for that rivalry aspect. The Cincinnati game, I don't think Cincinnati Bearcats fans wake up and go, hey, it's Marshall week. But it's still a big deal because you've got one of the better group of five teams in Marshall playing one of the better group of five teams in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is regarded as one of the teams that could win the American. Marshall is regarded as the team to beat in the East Division. And depending on how it goes, Marshall could be the Conference USA champion when it's all said and done. So you've got two really good teams going at each other, and we'll break it down with Levi Brown when we continue later on as well. We'll hear from Nazi Johnson, Tavante Beckett, also Xavier Gaines, and we'll get Doc Holliday's comments on the upcoming opponent when we continue with today's edition of The Drive presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive. A chance to catch up with a few players today, including Levi Brown. Now, last week, I didn't know what to do. Levi was not at player interviews. He got the week off. It was an off week, so he didn't get a chance to come and talk to us. That was rectified with today's appearance. He had a nice little long streak going on. They rotate players in and out. Of course, Levi is one of the uh, leaders on this team. He's not a game captain, but he is a leader on this team nonetheless. And Levi's the guy I want to talk to when it comes to breaking down the game. What do you see? What's the film telling you? You know, what's the main concerns here? So that was the first question. Always ask Levi, just kind of give me a breakdown on the opponent. This week at Cincinnati, wanted to know from him what he saw on the film when he was watching it. Who stood out for him? You know, trying to, to watch film and compare them to two years ago when we played them, it's almost impossible just because they've got so many different faces. But one guy that's was there um, and was like the defensive player of the year of the American Conference last time we played him was our linebacker uh, number six. He got injured last year. I think he hurt his knee and somehow tore something or something like that. But he's the kind of guy that, you know, will not be denied to make a play. He'll fly around the field east, west, doesn't matter. And he'll uh, he'll do his best to make all plays. And he seems like uh, the leader of their defense. and. They've got, I mean, their front seven, I feel like it's a very reoccurring thing so far this year is everyone's front seven's been really good, but, I mean, it's true. We've played a really, like, talented bunch of groups of, of front seven defensive linemen and whatnot. So um, just, their, like, their defensive linemen and especially number six at, at linebacker, um, 
special player. I think he is, and I think their their front four also have the talent and have the the willpower and motor to get after you. So since Levi's seen this team before and he's got a, a pretty good memory, I wanted to ask him, is this team that you're facing in Cincinnati, are they better than when they were the last time you faced him? You know, I think so. It's um, it's little things that I think has made them look a lot better. Um, for instance, I went back and watched the game from two years ago just to kind of see it, you know, and why not kind of relive it. And uh, a lot of times it wasn't huge plays that we made. It was minor mistakes that their defense made that opened up windows. and. We just happen to have a really good play called for that point in time. So, um, for instance, like they're a lot more gap sound. Like they will never have two people in a gap. They're not gonna, you know, kind of freelance and, and do what they want. They seem like they're they're coached almost better, or or they don't have um, like small mistakes as much as they used to. Um, they've got one really really good end, uh, number nine. He's the kind of guy that's grown a lot. I think from last year just to this year. I mean, you watch him last year and he's kind of going around blocks and this year he's found an edge and he's he's setting the edge and he's throwing people around and he's doing this and the other. So um, it's small mistakes that they've kind of turned into being more sound and more steady in their defense and I think it's made them a lot better. Now, one question that was asked of Levi was the importance of giving Isaiah Green more time. Here's his response on what they got to do to give their quarterback the opportunity to make plays. Uh, we just got to hold our blocks a little bit longer than what we're kind of used to. But with, with Isaiah, you know, we're really used to holding blocks because you never know what's going to happen next. He's the kind of guy that's, you know, he's comfortable in the pocket, but when he's running around, throwing across his body, making some ridiculous throws, almost when he's the most comfortable. So um, at this point, we've been playing with him for two years. So we've gotten used to the play never really being over. But I think a big thing this week is um, they play a lot of man coverage on the back end. So if our receivers can run their crossing routes, set a pick and whatnot, it gives the opportunity for a play to have a second window. So with us holding our blocks a little longer and Isaiah running around, you know, doing what he does best. And if our receivers are able to run clean crossing routes and everything else, there's open windows in the field. So, um, you know, it takes a lot of things to, to beat man coverage, but crossing routes is a good way to do it. And holding your blocks is another great way to do it. So. Um, there's a couple good ways to, to go about having an, a successful offensive game plan. I think, you know, the one we have right now may be a good one. And finally, from Levi this afternoon, uh, trying to just break this team down. You really can't look at that Ohio State film. You can't use that as the guide to how to play this team. Sure, Ohio State did a lot of things right, but they're going to do that to a lot of teams. But one of the questions was about the Miami film was what was Miami able to do? Because that's going to be the team that's closely uh, more in line with Marshall than Ohio State. So what was Miami able to do offensively against that pretty good when we're not talking about Ohio State, Cincinnati defense? Um, you know, they just tried to play Miami of Ohio football. Like they, they're known for being able to just run downhill, run downhill, hit a slant, and, and put together long, sustainable drives. So um, Miami of Ohio had success with that. So that's not necessarily our plan, but it's something where you can see upsides in every game plan almost. Like, no matter what you do, you're going to be successful at something throughout the day, more than likely. So, uh, you know, Miami of Ohio has their persona, and they have their way of playing football, and, and we have ours, which isn't much different than everyone's. We just kind of have a big mix of everything when it comes to our offense. You know, we'll take shots on first down sometimes and we'll run the ball as long as we can. So we just got to find our rhythm for the Saturday night and, and play with that one. 
They'll also do things like put Xavier Gain and maybe a Wildcat formation, they call it Bison, and run him. Or who knows, they might put their Amigos package out there. They might come up with something completely different. And Doc's going to talk a little bit about that later, what Xavier gives you when he's on the field. And there's a, a great question that was asked of Xavier later on you're going to hear about what the other players are saying when he's out there. What's the defense saying? Well, at least Ohio, they had something interesting about that. So uh, we'll hear from Xavier a little bit later on as well as Nazi Johnson and Tavante Beckett get their thoughts on this game. And uh, a lot of focus is going to be on the quarterback himself, uh, Desmond Ritter. So we're going to break him down. You're going to hear that from these guys all week long. Another quarterback you got to deal with, another quarterback. It seems that everybody's got a really good quarterback on this Marshall schedule this year that you got to contend with. And Cincinnati's not going to be a pushover. Just to be honest, you take that Ohio State film, you throw that out. The Cincinnati team is not going to be a pushover for the Thundering Herd. They know it. They've been giving them huge respect as far as how well they're coached, what they've been able to do the talent level. So I'm confident Marshall has full attention on Cincinnati. I am super confident in that. It's a big game for the Thundering Herd. If you can win this one, all of a sudden you're 3-1 and one in non-conference play with your lone loss being to a ranked Boise State team on their home field and you lose by 7 in a 14-7 game. That looks pretty good non-conference. I'm taking that. And that's not a moral victory for that loss, but you take that record and go, all right, this is good on the conference. And conference, of course, will be as, if not more important. Obviously, that's going to determine your destiny and your fate for the season. But going into the conference play, 3-1, and one, if you get the Cincinnati win, huge confidence boost. And I don't know if there's really a team on this schedule conference-wise that will compare to Cincinnati, Boise, and in some instances, Ohio, as far as what they're able to do. I mean, you go down the line, the conference schedule, Yeah, there's going to be some teams that are going to give you some interesting looks, but I think you've got the best non-conference schedule you could possibly put together to get you ready for the conference side. What are the players saying? What are they saying about this game? Well, we're going to find out. We'll hear from Nazi Johnson, Devontae Beckett, Xavier Gaines. Later on, Doc Holliday will get his thoughts on the upcoming matchup as well. As we continue our preview of Cincinnati, I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. If you missed any part of today's program or you just want to go back and catch an old episode or, you know what, sometimes you can't listen to the show live, guess what, we got you covered. All you have to do is subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. That's right, free of charge. You can search The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It's The Drive on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, all over the place. Speaking of the digital domain, there's been some question about, hey, how do I watch the game on Saturday? This came up again today. I heard a couple conversations. And so another opportunity for me to help you out because Saturday, for those of you not able to go to the game itself, Jones C. Edwards Stadium, it's going to be on Facebook, 5 p.m., and no charge here. 
Real simple. All you have to do is uh, go to Facebook. You'll find the game. Uh, now, if you go to HerdZone.com, they've made it even easier for you. There's a link you can click on. You can click that link that they've provided. You can watch the game right there on Facebook. Uh, real easy. It'll be a quality production, CBS Sports Network. Uh, they're handling the production side of this. So it'll be a really solid broadcast. It's just going to be distributed on Facebook. Now, for those of you who um, have a little bit more technology at your disposal, I'm sure some of you already know this. There are several ways to watch this on your TV. You can, of course, if you've got a laptop with an HDMI out, hook it up to your TV. There you go. That's an easy way to do it. Also, if you've got a device such as a Chromecast, if you know what I'm talking about, you've got it covered. I don't have to explain it to you anymore. But if you've got a device like Chromecast or, say, you've got you've got AirPlay, you got a MacBook, you got an Apple TV. You know what I'm talking about. You know how to do this. So, again, I might be speaking a foreign language to some, but if you've got these devices, you know. Or if, say, for example, you've got a Roku, you've got Fire TV, any streaming device, streaming stick that has Facebook Watch on it, you can use that app to watch the game. I've done it before. It's it's real simple. You can uh, even link your Facebook account to that app. And then if, say, you bookmark this game, you go to this link, bookmark it, uh, it'll be there easy for you to find. And, of course, you can just do it the old-fashioned way, search for it uh, in the search bar. But there are several ways to watch this. And, of course, we'll have the game for you on the radio side right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we continue with today's player interviews and uh, had a chance to catch up with a few guys, a few extra guys today. Actually, we got to hear from Nazi Johnson a little bit, Devontae Beckett, and Xavier Gaines. So uh, let's start off with Nazi Johnson. Same question. I just want to find out from him, get his point of view. What's he seen? What's he noticed as he gets ready for Cincinnati? Got a pretty good running back, really nice running back. Um, a lot of freshman wide receivers in the slots, uh, fast slots, uh, a big playmaker at 12. Um, and then the quarterback, uh, he's pretty good, pretty good quarterback. Solid offense. He's got some respect uh, for the offensive side of the ball. Uh, how about Devontae Beckett? What did Devontae see? They're a good balance. They're going to run it. They're going to take their shots. So it's just about being disciplined, staying within the scheme. Um, they're going to try to run the ball downhill. Seems like every team we played recently is just trying to do that. So it's about be, coming out being physical. Let them know, you know, we ain't budging. So. I like that. That's an attitude. I like that. We, we ain't budget. That's a pretty good attitude there. Of course, Devontae Beckett has 31 tackles total, so he's leading the charge for the Thundering Herd. And uh, I believe him when he says we ain't budget. Now, Xavier Gaines, X himself, you know, Weapon X might be his new nickname. I don't know if that's going to stick, but I'm going to call him that. And what did X have to say about Cincinnati? Um, I mean, the whole, the whole defense is pretty solid. You know, they wanted, they're supposed to be one of the top um, American teams, and one of the top defenses in their conference. Um, they got a pretty, pretty big um, linebacker core, too, number 11. He's pretty big. He's probably like 6'3", 230, 235. Um, they run to the ball too, you know what I mean. But we really focus on ourselves. We ain't really focus on them, you know. We're supposed to execute the, the play, the the plays that they call, and you just want to play ball. So, let's hear from Nazi, the guy that's coming up a lot when talking about this team, at least on the offensive side of the ball, is quarterback Desmond Ritter. 
He's completed 45 of 76 passes, 594 yards, four touchdowns against three interceptions. So he's going to be one to watch. Doc highlighted him earlier, talking about him. The players are all highlighting him. So here's Nazi talking about that quarterback. You know, what's he do? What's special about him? Um, he reminds us of the last quarterback we played. He uh, likes to run out of pocket. He extends um, plays a lot with his uh, legs like that. So um, as as a secondary, we got to stay disciplined, uh, scramble drills. We got to um, glue to wide receivers because he likes to create plays like that. So he's a playmaker at the quarterback position. So that's what Nazi's got to do and think about. How about Devontae Beckett? What's he thinking about when he hears Desmond Ritter's name? I can honestly say we've been dealing with quarterbacks like that the last three games, maybe even VMI. But like, we're, we're aware that he's going to try to make plays with his legs. He's going to run the ball like he's a running back. We just got to treat him like he's a running back. So you, you when a quarterback run the ball, you know, you got to – I've been kind of like trying to ease my way into how to hit him because I don't want to – get a targeting call, but like I was always taught to treat a quarterback when they run like a running back. So we're we just going to try to make him feel us so he can, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, take your time when you think about scrambling out that pocket like that. So we're going to see. It's going to be fun. That's a good point. When a quarterback gives himself up, obviously you can't go after it. And you want to make sure that you don't go out there and hurt the guy. I mean, I guess that's he's thinking, hey, I got to go hit him. I got to go stop him. But, you know, I don't want to get hit for a targeting penalty. I don't want that. But if he comes out of the pocket, he's a running back. He's got the ball. He's a running back. And we're going to tackle him as such. And I think that's what he's trying to say. You know, he comes out. We got to tackle him. We got to think of him as a running back. He's a live player with the ball. We got to stop him. You know, but if he gives himself up, that's another story altogether. Get him in the pocket, you can sack him. But that's a good point on his part that you know, he's a live carrier. He's got the ball, he's running, and we got to stop him. And uh, he's going to be a quarterback that you got to watch out for. If uh, he gets outside of the pocket, you know, he can make some plays with his feet. Now, I want to kind of get a sense about what this team's about. And the best response I got was from Xavier Games because. How do you prepare for the Cincinnati team? You, you look at them schedule-wise, and you circle that Ohio State game. You go, man, Ohio State really did a number on them. But to be fair, Ohio State's going to do a number on a lot of teams, not just Cincinnati. So I don't know what you get out of that film, but is this a team that laid that egg against, say, Ohio State, or is this a team that you know, was a little bit better against Miami, you know, how do you get a beat on them? Uh, Xavier Gaines, he's not really focusing on that Ohio State game, not getting much out of that film. We, we, we kind of focus on the Miami-Ohio uh, film a little bit more because they're similar to us. You know, um, you can't really measure them off the Ohio State game and really talk about that much, but you know what happened. You, you know what I mean? But um, it's not really been hard to get a beat on them at all. You know, we know what they want to do. We know what we want to do, and that's what, I mean, focusing on them, focusing on that in practice right now, trying to execute, get the game plan in, and that's what we're going for to do. And finally, with that, with X, we mentioned this earlier. He's going to be a guy out there that you're going to have to keep an eye on. And Doc's going to talk a little bit about that later. But when asked, hey, um, you're out there now. You're going to be running some different positions. You know, Wildcat, Buffalo, that's what they're calling it. Bison, I'm sorry, Bison. They're calling it Bison. What if they came up with another play called Buffalo? I don't know. That'd be cool, too. 
But the question was asked of, of Xavier, you know, what are the defenses saying? When you're out there, you know, they're talking, they're, you know, are they making special note of you? What are they saying when they see you out on the field? Last week they did, um, at, uh, when we played Ohio, the, uh, they just called out my number and tell, tell them to watch out for 11s. Um, one of the guys was like, um, you're like, where's Waldo? We got to pay attention to you every time you're on the field. We got to figure out where you are and stuff like that. That was pretty funny. But yeah, that's a little joke that they had for me last week. So where's Waldo? Uh, I don't know if they're going to say where's Waldo this week, but they're going to focus. Cincinnati's got to focus on Xavier Gaines, and, of course, Doc knows that. So to keep them honest, yeah, you might put them out there a little bit, you know, see if they bite. I'm interested to see if they have something different drawn up or if he's going to be more of a diversionary tool, put him out there, go a different route. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting what the game plan looks like on Saturday. Speaking of the game plan, we're going to find out from Doc Holliday what his thoughts are on this week's opponent. We'll get his opinion. Also, we'll find out the captains. Doc named those earlier today, so we'll talk about that. And we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 on the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite hold true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. It's Tuesday. That means Doc Holiday time. Get a chance to catch up with the head coach every Tuesday as uh, he breaks from his schedule just for a few minutes. Uh, give us a few minutes to uh, see what's on his mind about the upcoming game. Of course, this week it's Cincinnati coming in to Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Game captains this week, Doc named them earlier. Channing Hames and Marquise Couch. It's on the defensive side. Isaiah Green and Kane Madden this week's captains on the offensive side. So those are the four individuals he's leaning on to be game captains this week. This week's opponent, Cincinnati. These two teams, a little familiar with each other. They faced off against each other recently. So here's Doc's revised impression of the Bearcats. You know, we played these guys two years ago, and the improvement they made is tremendous. Uh, they're a team that won 11 ball games a year ago. Winning 11 is hard to do, and they beat Virginia Tech in the bowl game. So, you know, they got a lot of momentum going right now. They got a tremendous running back in Warren. Their quarterback was conference uh, their conference player of the year as a freshman, you know, freshman player of the year, and they're, they're playing really great defense. So it'll be a great challenge for us, and I'm looking forward to having a great crowd out here, and it's going to be a Another physical, tough game that, uh, that uh, I know Cincinnati and will play that way, and so will we. So looking forward to it. I'm just kind of curious. Cincinnati fans travel? Do Bearcat fans travel? they got a pretty good team. It's not that bad of a drive. It's a 5 o'clock game on a Saturday. It's a Facebook game, weird time, 5 o'clock, but still early enough to – Watch the game and get home. Got plenty of time. If you're making a day trip of it, you can drive in a few hours, come from Cincinnati to Huntington. So I'm just kind of curious, what kind of crowd are we going to see? It's uh, it's definitely a little bit further than it is from Athens with the Ohio crowd, but great crowd by the Ohio Bobcat fans. Hopefully we'll see a good crowd from Cincinnati Bearcat fans. And more importantly, uh, wear your Kelly Green. It is a Kelly Green game on Saturday. Uh, that's the thing that's really 
just baffling. Unless you just don't know, I'll see fans show up in pink. Oh, wait a minute. Green. You got a good shot. If if you're a Marshall fan, you got a good shot already coming and, and coming with green. Okay, we got white. Okay, all right, that's fine. White, it's a herd color. Black, okay, that's 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 a secondary color. But okay, you're good. Come on in. Pink. Okay. We'll see. Let's see if herd fans follow instructions this week. Uh, wear the correct color. But um, let's get back to Doc Holliday. Um, now we talked about Ohio State all this week. We've talked about Ohio State. That game, just throw that film out. If, if you're trying to figure out Cincinnati, throw that game out. It counts, but it really doesn't when you're trying to game plan this. So Doc was asked about how good that Cincinnati defense has been. With the exception of that Ohio State game, how good is that defense? Well, it starts with players. You know, I think it always, it always starts with players. And, yeah, they've done a tremendous job recruiting in Cincinnati. There's a lot of a lot of players in that area, and of course Ohio in general. But uh, you know they got good players at, at at about every position, and he's done a good job of developing those players over the couple of years that he's been there. And uh, you know they're fast and physical and, and play hard, and they're well coached, and you know, don't get out of position. They tackle well in space, so they're they'll be a challenge for us. That's a good point from Doc. That's a team that. If they were able to just draw a circle, maybe 50-mile radius, 75-mile radius, whatever the radius is, just draw that circle and say, let's go get these guys. Let's go get this homegrown talent. That's a good football team. And Cincinnati's been able to do that a little bit more and a little bit more. Now, this is a program that has aspirations. They would love nothing more than this to get out of the American. They would love nothing more to get out of the American and just build that program, maybe ACC. I don't know. They've flirted with the Big 12. That's a, a team that is trying to be more, and they've put a lot of infrastructure improvements in the football stadium. They're trying to really make football a signature sport, and they're starting to see some success here. They're starting to see some better talent come in, and they're no Ohio State. They're not there. They're not there yet, but – I think they can be competitive. I think they can be a team. What if they got into the ACC, for example? What if they finally found shelter from the storm, got into the ACC, and all of a sudden you know, get some really solid basketball recruiting going on there? And, you know, football could be pretty decent. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to win the ACC championship here. You know, they got to win the American first, but, you know, this is a program that has some potential. And I think Doc has hit on it. They've got good personnel. And they've got a good situation. So I'm interested to see, you know, how improved they are when they come into Joan C. Edwards Stadium on Saturday. I don't – this isn't going to be a cakewalk. I'm never never going to say that in this instance. Not going to be an easy one here. But Doc also is aware that this is a team that is pretty good at really lulling your defense to sleep a little bit because they're a team that likes to, to run, 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 and that's going to set up the pass. So Doc was asked about that, the fact that they're going to run that ball, run that ball, and then they're going to burn you with a pass. Well, quarterback, and it seems like, uh, you know, like a broken record here, but every seems like for sure the last couple of weeks, 
these quarterbacks could, you know, they can beat you with their feet as well as their arm. And this guy's very athletic, just like the one we had, you know, against Ohio a week ago. So, and can also throw it well. So, but there's no question when you have the ability to run the football like they have with Warren and that offensive line, you know, it creates problems because in the play action and all that thing, you try to get that extra hat in the box to stop that run, and that's when you know, you're one on one out there at the corner position. So, I know our corners will be challenged at times, and uh, you know, because that's what they like to do. So the challenge is there. Stay alert. Run game has um, got to be something to contend with. But overall, a question that was asked of Doc was, what really concerns you about this Cincinnati team? I think no, you got to be able to stop the run. I guess that's where it all starts. And that comes back from, you know, when, uh, when, when Coach Fickle was at Ohio State, I'm sure, with Trestle and years ago. I mean, he wants to establish the run. And they're going to try to get that done. And, you know, anytime you can you can mix up, you can run the football, then it opens up a lot of things that you can do offensively. So probably that you – know, time you play, you have two – you know, I think I mentioned this a week ago, when you got two really good teams playing against each other, it's probably going to come down to one or two or three plays like the Ohio game did. And you, know, you got to take care of the ball offensively. I and mean, we had zero turnovers in that game, and they had one, which could have been the difference in the game. So I'm sure this game's not going to be any different. You know, who, who can take care of the ball and – and that type of thing will end up winning the game. So that's Doc Holliday on Cincinnati. And before we um, we call it a day with Doc Holliday, the guy you got to keep an eye out for, Xavier Gaines. He's now a guy that you can put on the field and instantly get the defense's attention. You want to put him out there in uh, the Wildcat? Which is the which is the bison? You want to put him out there in an amigos package with a couple other guys. You want to put him out there as the quarterback. He's sort of a slash player, right? You just put him out there, and all of a sudden you got to account for him here. And so now defenses have got to deal with him because he's not your traditional player. He's not just another wide receiver. You know, you put him out there, and uh oh, he can throw the ball, he can run the ball. What's he going to do? And so that's now a weapon in Doc Holliday's arsenal because as a defensive coach, you got a game plan for him. you got to spend time focusing on this guy. And there might be maybe one, two, three offensive plays set up for him. You might not see him on the field until they need him. And then all of a sudden you got to account for him. And What, what are they going to do? Are they going to, is it going to be a diversionary tactic? Are they giving him the ball? What's going on? So that was the question asked of Don Holliday. I think anytime you have a guy like, like Xavier Gaines that you line up at so many different positions, you know, that team number one has to work on all that all week long. So they they got to find a way to find out where he is and where he's lined up because he's a talented guy. So I think they'll spend a lot of time trying to find out where he's lined up and, you know, get – you know, execute certain defenses to get that stop. But he's a talented guy that we like a lot, and, and we'll continue to put him in different places because he's normally when you find a way to give him the ball, good things happen, and that's that's a good thing. So that's Doc Holliday breaking it down. That's the Cincinnati talk, and that's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank our producer this afternoon, Gabriel Sellerts. Don't forget, miss any part of the program. You can go back and catch it. Just subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. You can find The Drive with Paul Swan. That's going to do it. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, and we appreciate them for their patronage of this show. 
For Gabriel, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.